Support for this podcast comes from CityCast Denver. CityCast Denver is the daily local podcast that tackles stuff you've been wondering about Denver. Would a Denver Olympics be a good thing? Will the cost of housing ever come back down to earth? Is Casa Bonita still Casa Bonita if the food is tasty? Each morning, CityCast Denver brings you the hidden gems and unexpected discussions you actually want to hear. Plus, a dose of local news to get you up to speed. Hosted by lifelong Denverite Bree Davies, every episode of CityCast Denver is the local conversation you won't want to miss. Made by Denverites, for Denverites. Find CityCast Denver on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Underground the Showcase, an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase powered by Youth on Record. I'm Genevieve Blimp here with Danny Acri. Hi, Danny. How's it going? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Psyched to be here, chilling. And, you know, um, I'm just really excited to be recording all weekend at Mutiny Information Cafe on South Broadway, Denver. Throughout UMS, we'll be joined by a number of artists who are performing at this year's festival. And before we get into the thick of it, we want to remind you to follow or subscribe wherever you are streaming. You better do it or else. In this episode, we are joined by Shama Noel, a Haiti-born, Orlando-raised, and Denver-based MC. Blending thoughtful lyricism with commercial production, the local artist has found his stride, offering listeners catchy tunes with thematic depth. He is also behind the viral Twitter account at RapLike, where he creates verses in the style of MCs as diverse in style as Drake, Meek Mill, Mac Miller, Kendrick Lamar, and more. Let's take a listen to his 2021 single, Sugar Mom. I got a sugar mom, she buy me anything I want, she bring her friends along, we drink mimosas at the brunch, we all get along, they planning our trips next month, this a favorite song, and I only played it for once, I got a sugar mom, she buy me anything I want, she bring her friends along, we drink mimosas at the brunch, we all get along, they planning our trips next month, this a favorite song, and I only played it for once, I got a sugar mom, she buy me anything I want, she bring her friends Shama Noel, welcome to UMS and our podcast. Thank you guys for having me. I'm glad to be here. So what, what are the moves for the festival tomorrow? Definitely going to see the homies. Whoever I know personally, obviously going to see them perform and then just try to catch as many new artists as I can. Definitely, yeah. So whole day is busy, and I think I'm performing around 7 or 8. Uh, Alf who's a radio personality out in Fort Collins, I believe. He's doing a little segment and having other artists perform, and I'm one of them. So I'll actually be performing Friday. Oh, that's awesome. So what do you what do you love about the Denver music scene? What's, because uh, you seem pretty active in it. So what what's what your favorite part? Um, I guess it's the opportunity that the music industry in Denver has for just all the artists there. Um, a lot of opportunities. You know, they're putting you on stages, they're putting you on festivals, they're really 
you know, dedicating entire radio stations for the discovery of new artists. Shout out Indy 1023. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's all an artist can ever ask for is the opportunity and the platforms. And to see that, you know, Colorado has government funding stuff specifically for the arts shows you how much they care about it. 100%. And with those opportunities, do you think there's anything you would change about it? Change, not necessarily, but I guess everyone can always do better. Just more inclusivity, mm -hmm. more equal pay. That's probably it. I 100% agree. <laughs> definitely have seen some uh, some cases, but yeah, definitely full of opportunities. Uh, Genevieve, did you want to hit him? Um, I do. So on your Instagram, it says that you are the best rapper in Colorado. And I'm wondering what makes you the best rapper in this state? Well, primarily my lyricism. I think if you listen to my music, you'll see everything is intentional. I cover pretty much all areas of the spectrum when it comes to just lyricism as far as metaphors, double entendres, alliteration, just pretty much everything. Then you can go look at my Rap Like account on Twitter and you can see I can come from the perspective of any artist, primarily hip hop obviously, but and then I started performing. I was only perform doing shows in Denver or at least only getting the opportunity to perform in Denver. And this year I was in Fort Collins multiple times, did a show in Rocky Ford. So I was kind of like, hmm, maybe I should, because originally it was best in Denver. And as I started doing more shows all across Colorado, change it to Colorado. That's dope. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm curious, why did you choose to leave Orlando? Because you came to Denver from Orlando. Yes, so initially I didn't know I was going to move here. I came out here and one of my friends, he goes by the name of Reb the Fourth, who is a Greeley artist. He was opening up for phony people. Yeah. And he, wanted me to perform with them. So we did two songs and after I got off stage, the reception and the crowd was just so overwhelming. They really, you know, liked my material. And that kind of prompted me to stay for a little more. And then I started doing open mics and um, showing my music to different dispensaries and whatnot. And it's just the reception that I kept getting was like, oh, you should stay here and build off of this. And then next year, 303 Magazine and Indie 1023 found out about me and it was kind of just uphill from that point. I wanted to ask, do you have any favorite rappers that you look up to the most? Okay, so definitely Andre 3000. Mm -hmm. I think he's one of the best his artist, period if we don't count just solo albums, but what he has put out, he basically can do anything at a very high level, like make songs where he's not rapping and it still sounds just as good as any other, you know, rock pop song, and then rap better than everyone else when it's time to rap. So just the diversity sonically too, and intention. I think he really cares for what he's doing and it shows through his work. So he's probably number one. Now, if we're talking recent times, Kendrick Lamar, for sure. Yeah, 
building, I think building off that, what is your favorite rapper to write as? Like on at rap, like, I feel like some would be easier, some would be harder. Probably Drake. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. Drake. And those ones, <laughs> there's two of them that went viral. Those ones usually do extremely well, but yeah, it's fun rapping like Drake. <laughs> That's awesome. What's your favorite Drake era? Dang, favorite Drake era. That's that's a really great question. Like, if you're reading this, it's too late. It's probably that, one of my favorites. That is definitely top three Drake eras. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really love Take Care. That's Obviously. That's when I really first got, I mean, yeah, it's out of Take Care. And uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Honorable mention, of course, is nothing was the same. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, sorry, I had to ask, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, for sure. I've, I've, a lot of people It's been... probably going to end up in my top 10, honestly, just yeah. as an artist and what he's done. Definitely. I mean, he's pretty He's pretty diverse sonically, too. Absolutely. Obviously not on the same level as uh, Andre, right. but yeah. Yeah, that's sick. So I had a question about the new single, Sugar Mom. Mm. Great, great song, by the way. Great song. It's, it's fun. Thank you. What is uh, what was the inspiration for that? These are just like too much Twitter, or like what's the what's the move? Well, um, I mean, I guess with the context of the project, I had to make a fun, catchy song because I'm known as just a rapidy rap dude. And I in this project, I want to showcase the depth of my artistry and Sugar Mom was the first song that I ever made like that and it happens to be doing really well so it's like oh okay I can do this this is what they want I'm gonna play the game and it had it went viral a little on TikTok as well because mm -hmm. that was also in my mind I need to make a song for TikTok see if I can connect with the younger generation and that's what came out of it Definitely. And yeah, so how has TikTok like affected your songwriting? Because obviously, you know, like you want to keep in mind what would what would go viral, what wouldn't go viral? Like, should I make a really deep song, but it won't go viral? Or should I just make, you know, like, you know, throw something out there? How's how has that affected you? Um, not so much other than this song. But I guess I'm more aware of it now, like, even if I'm not intending to make a song specifically for TikTok, there's certain segments in some of my songs that was like, whoa, if you cut this part out, this could do well for TikTok. There's an example on a song that I'll drop with the project. You'll see what I'm talking about. Like, it has a segment where I'm talking about working out and it's really fast and, you know, I can send it out to the influencers that do gym videos and stuff so yeah it just made me more aware like don't just make music for tiktok but also it's there to be used to you know speed up your career all of that so when i was listening to your music i came across these two songs and somehow i listened to them back to back so i listened to sunrise and then right after I listened to Game Unlock, and I feel like those are like pretty like opposite spectrums. And it really gave me a like a really good view of like your versatility. Right. Now, 100 percent. Sunrise is definitely one of my most alty songs. And I have co-productions on that as well. I'm starting to get in some more producing. Game Unlock is just me 
flowing, showcasing my skill, but, you know, I can do that in my sleep. But honestly, Sunrise didn't take me that long to write, but, I mean, it just depends on the day. I want to get out of the mindset. I'm not just a rapper, I'm also a songwriter, and, you know, I've been listening to a lot more stuff than just hip-hop, because hip-hop is influenced by so many different genres. So I would be doing myself a disservice by not broadening my horizons when it comes to the, all the music that I intake. So yeah, I don't think Sunrise is a song that's just gonna come from me strictly listening to rap. That definitely came from, you know, just listening to everything else. And who would you say are some of your non-rap influences? Non-rap influences, um, besides like old bands like Nirvana and the Beatles, those basic answers, um, I guess recently, um, let me check my Spotify real quick. <laughs> I mean, you're seeing a lot of collaborations with rap and like super pop artists. Absolutely. I mean, and like that pop music is kind of yeah. taking in that like rap, um, it's like adopting it as Dua pop Lipa, music. for example. Exactly, right. yeah. Uh, there's a woman by the name of Soli, it's S-O-L-E-Y, and she's from Iceland. Um, if you listen to any of my Thoughts of a Loner songs, yeah. she's the one that I sampled. So she's a big inspiration. Yeah, so I think for all of us, but performers in particular, the pandemic has changed our relationship to our work. Um, and I wanted to ask, how has the pandemic altered or affected your artistic practice? I don't think it's en enough to say it's affected or altered because I kind of started my career online. From that aspect, um, being able to navigate through social media and capture moments, I've been always been able to do that. Oh, yeah. So do you think maybe the pandemic might have been a good thing? For for your career, maybe just starting out online? Um, no, because I dropped Eternal Fills 2 on Valentine's Day, so in 2020. And what, one or two months after the pandemic hit? So that definitely, <laughs> I feel like slowed things down. Because uh, I would have had more practice to do shows and stuff. And there's certain events, everything was closed down. That was the time I needed to be outside. So definitely hurt in the sense of just not being able to perform. I wanted to ask, if one day they made a biopic about you, like your life, what, like, what should they include? Like, what would be, what is the origin story? Of Shama. Like he could start at the beginning, beginning or fourth grade and Lakeville at Lakeville Elementary. My teacher's name is Miss Mott. And I'm rapping Ludacris's part on Yeah with uh, Lil John in front of the class. But I have my back turned because I was too nervous to look at the class and I'm rapping. Watch out, my outfit's ridiculous. You find her, you can ask her. No lies. But it'll probably start right there. Was that a pinnacle moment? Yeah, that was the first that was the first time I actually performed. Like, really. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so youth on record works with a lot of artists who are really at the beginning stage of their music careers, like like me and Genevieve. Like, you know, we I mean it's been a couple of years, but you know, like 
that's still just starting out and like still building that fan base. So um, what advice would you give young artists who are maybe just getting their start in this new music economy, especially post pandemic? I would say the number one thing is probably just honesty, be who you are, be comfortable in your own skin because that's the only way you're gonna be able to cultivate um, an organic fan base and people that like you for you. Right. If you're yourself in your music, if you're yourself in real life, I think that's the number one tip because you're going to have a healthy fan base. They all actually like you. Not only do they like your music, but they like you. So mm -hmm. they're going to ride for you. So, yeah, I think that's the main thing. Because then you blow up and then you're acting weird and this, you know, just be yourself. <laughs> that's and everything else will come after that. Yes. Love it. That's great. Um, before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where we can find your art? Apple Music, Amazon, YouTube Music, <laughs> Spotify, pretty much every streaming platform. It's Shama Noel. That's my real name. Yeah, I'm Haitian. So, uh, yeah, it's S-C-H-A-M-A -A Noel, N-O-E-L. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Shama. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate everything you guys are doing for the underground scene. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you so much. Underground at the Showcase is an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth on Record. You can learn more about Youth on Record at youthonrecord.org and on social media at Youth on Record. You can stream our show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please like, follow, and subscribe. Our team includes Lauren Francisco, Sean King, and Tierney Worthen. This episode was edited and mixed by Akello Stallings. Our executive producers are July Jones and David Layden. Additional music for this episode was provided by 88. We want to give a big thanks to Mutiny Information Cafe for hosting us. You can learn more about Mutiny at mutinyinfocafe.com. Thank you for tuning into the show. I'm Danny Akery. And I'm Genevieve Glimp, and you are listening to Underground at the Showcase.